This is the Y'all Show, and this is where we talk about the Southeast each and every day. I'm John Rawl, and we invite you to check in with us at your leisure. Our number is 803-816-1170. Our website, y'all.com. You can also find us on Twitter and Instagram, at Y'all Show. You also can find us on the streaming apps, iHeartRadio. Also, TuneIn Radio and Apple Podcasts. Search for Y'all Show, and on all of those You'll see our neat little app. Just hit like or subscribe, and you'll be set up each and every day to hear the show that's all about the South. This is y'all. We've got the latest on Tropical Storm Barry and the aftermath. I think most of the South is breathing a sigh of relief. We'll have the latest on that in just a second. We also will let you know about other headlines from throughout the South, including a disturbing story coming from a Memphian who died over the weekend after he went into the waters of Destin, Florida. And we'll let you know we don't want to scare people away from going to Destin and other great tourist destinations this time of year. But we'll have the info on that in just a few minutes. Then we'll have our hashtag hullabaloo. We've got some fun stuff that we'll have from social media to relay to you. And later this hour, we have a very special guest, John Gardner. He is the president of Lucky. That is one of the South's leading marketing advertising firms with offices in Atlanta and Birmingham. And John Gardner is going to come on as our guest on the Y'all Street Business Report. We're going to have a fun time learning about not only John Gardner's business background, but also what all goes on at Lucky. They've had some great clients through the years, including Regions Bank. And we'll find out maybe how that bicycle came to be as part of Regions Bank's their marketing campaign. John Gardner, our special guest, the Alabama native will be on later this hour as part of our y'all street business report at the start of hour two we're going to have tennis on our mind did y'all see that men's championship at wimbledon on sunday what an amazing contest between djokovic and roger federer what a historic match there at the all england club and i'll weigh in just a little bit about that as we get to the sports recap of the weekend some amazing stories coming from major league baseball this past weekend with some combined no hitters including by the la angels on friday night man what a story we'll have info on that and believe it or not it's sec media days time this week in hoover alabama the coaches of the southeastern conference are gathering and the media is gathering now today is going to be a little light on coverage of that we'll have more of that on tuesday wednesday thursday and on friday of this week's y'all show but in addition to the sec powers gathering in central alabama the acc powers are getting together in charlotte for the acc media days this week we'll have some audio from that as well this week on the y'all show and hey big 12's getting together it's media days time in college football we'll have more of that coming on throughout the week of the y'all show and then later this show today we're going to have jerry short the teller of tales stop by and he's going to weigh in on a, what happened with barry and how barry stacks up with jerry's own experience being a part of both the louisiana and mississippi national guards covering the hurricanes that went through both of those states in years past and also jerry worked on the bp oil spill as a civilian and he's got some thoughts on that and also in short stories today i'm going to weigh in on a story that broke over the weekend and it has to do with senator ted cruz of texas chiming in on something that goes on in the state of tennessee and he's calling out tennessee for an act that the governor bill lee authorized or a proclamation that went down honoring general nathan bedford forrest of the civil war that will be discussed when we get to hour two 
of today's y'all show. So good to have you back here as we get this week started with our look across the headlines of the South and Barry, the tropical storm slash did it really become a hurricane? I know there's been some debate about that, but no matter what, it dumped a lot of rain as it went through the Gulf Coast over the weekend. Now, New Orleans, it was able to escape a direct hit, but it still brought some damage, some down power lines, and there were tornadoes in Louisiana. But most of the expected flooding big time did not happen, at least right along the coast of Louisiana. But rain bands created flooding and tornado threats from all the way in central Louisiana to east Mississippi. They even had tornado warning, I know, in West Tennessee on Sunday. President Donald Trump asked people across the region to keep their guard up. And on Sunday, he had a tweet that said, A big risk of major flooding in large parts of Louisiana and all across the Gulf Coast. Please be very careful. So, yes, the brunt of the maybe the strong winds from Barry may not have been as high as it could have been. That's great news, but we're still expected to see heavy rains even into today, and you're going to see more flooding going on in several of our southern states. We're talking Alabama, and I know Mississippi had a large number of people worried about flooding there. Forecaster said in Mississippi alone, eight inches of rain had fallen in parts of Jasper and Jones counties with more rain expected. And you're seeing on the I-59 corridor of Mississippi, a lot of rain pounding that area, Jackson, Mississippi, heading north in, into Arkansas. You're also seeing what this storm did. It, it actually had become briefly a Category 1 hurricane with maximum windfalls at 35 miles per hour. The mayor of New Orleans, Latoya Cantrell, said Sunday the city was beyond lucky that rainfall there fell well short of early predictions of a deluge that could have overwhelmed the city's pumping systems. And she said that indeed New Orleans was spared. Now, again, that's not comforting to the people who are suffering from this as on Sunday evening, at least 90,000 customers did not have power in Louisiana, 57 customers without power in Mississippi. And again, in Arkansas and even in West Tennessee, there were some issues with electricity and for the most part, we're all breathing a little, little better about what happened with Barry. But it's good. It's good practice. Okay. Luckily, we're sitting here today not talking about a large loss of life. Yes, some damage and maybe some flooding will continue on, but it could have been much, much worse. And that is a wonderful thing. Now, federal officials say the response to the tropical depression, Barry, has gone extremely well. Although they remain concerned about the risk of flooding and heavy rainfall, the acting Homeland Security Secretary Kevin McElhenan says he was briefed on the storm and the response efforts last night. In OAA, they say that there's been a significant rainfall and it's expected to fall as the storm continues moving inland. And McElhenan of the Homeland Security, he has kept a close watch over Barry. And he also praised Louisiana Governor John Bell Edwards and local officials for their response to the storm. So luckily, again, for the most part, we're, we're much better off than we expected here. Officials do say there have been 13 rescues and nearly 90,000 customers, as we said, in Louisiana without power. Of the, 33, or of the 23 shelters that were open, fewer than 300 people remained at 23 shelters across this area affected by Barry. So all I can say, just like the mayor of New Orleans is, I think we're all very happy this could have been a much worse situation.
Now, sad news coming from our nation's military. A decorated special forces sergeant major has died during combat operations in Afghanistan. 40-year-old James G. Ryan Sartor was killed Saturday during combat operations in Faryab province, according to the U.S. Army Special Operations Command. He was from Teague, Texas, and was assigned to the 2nd Battalion, 10th Special Forces Group out of Fort Carson, California. He joined the Army back in 2001 as an infantryman and had deployed numerous times to both Iraq and Afghanistan and had received dozens of awards and decorations. Again, we honor the service and sacrifice of 40-year-old Special Forces Sergeant Major James G. Ryan Sartor of Teague, Texas. A Memphis man has died this week after being infected with a flesh-eating bacteria that he got during a recent trip to Destin, Florida. And the man became ill shortly after returning from the Destin Beach area after he was visiting his family for the 4th of July. And the man, his daughter, Cheryl Weigel, says the family discovered that a large sore had developed on her dad's back once they had returned home and red bumps on his arms and legs. And then he died on July 7th, just 48 hours after his, his last swim in Florida. And the cuts, they were, her dad, he didn't have any open cuts, according to his daughter. He did have a compromised immune system due to cancer treatments, and that may have put him at a greater risk. But this man, again, dying after a recent trip to Destin, Florida, and getting back to Memphis area and dying. Sad news. I don't have the name of the man who died, just his daughter speaking on his behalf, but a sad story there. Of course, a large part of this could be this whole algae situation that has already found its way to Mississippi's coast. Perhaps that has spread to Florida and Alabama. More than likely, yes, but I'm no expert here, so don't go by what I'm saying, but I'm sure we'll know more about this in this developing story. This is a developing and disturbing story coming from Louisiana. The founder of a black history museum there was found dead in the trunk of a car this past weekend. And the woman was 75 years old, Sadie Roberts Joseph, found in the trunk of a car parked in on the North 20th Street area of Baton Rouge. And that was just three miles from where she lived. Not immediately clear who discovered the body and police did not have a cause of death. But yes, this kind of local celebrity there in the baton rouge area is 75 years old her body found in the trunk of a car just three miles from her home more sure to come from this local activist in baton rouge louisiana researchers are now looking at more graves that have been found near the former site of a florida reform school this is happening where 55 people were unearthed after the state shut this reform school down and anthropologists are looking at the former Dozier School for Boys, the same place where four years of research and unearthing the remains, they found bodies buried on this massive 1,400 area site near Mariana, which is about 60 miles northwest of Tallahassee. But again, 55 boys' bodies found there at this former reform school in northwest Florida on the Panhandle, a Rather disturbing story coming from the Sunshine State today. WWE superstar Jeff Hardy has been arrested in South Carolina and charged with public intoxication. This happened in Myrtle Beach. The wrestling superstar of the Hardy Boys tag team fame arrested and police charged him with 
public intoxication after they were called to Ocean Enclave, and they were called by the Hilton Grand Vacations Hotel for a report of a intoxicated man at 11.15 in the morning. That's when the police arrived, and the 41-year-old arrested without incident and booked into the Myrtle Beach Jail. If convicted of public intoxication, Hardy could face up to 30 days in jail and a $500 fine. He was featured on the new show SmackDown and is also a wrestler for Impact, where he goes by the name Brother Nero. But WWE superstar Jeff Hardy in trouble. And he's getting body slammed by the media now after his bad press coming from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Hey, have you been on the road the last couple of days? The average U.S. price for regular grade gasoline has risen by 10 cents per gallon over the past three weeks to 283. Industry analysis say that the crude oil prices have contributed to the increase at the pump. Gasoline tax hikes that have gone on in several states have also added to the increase. The price right now is 11 cents lower than what it was a year ago. So that is really good news. The highest price average gallon of gas in the nation is at 375 in San Francisco. And the lowest average price for gas in the country right now is in Baton Rouge at $2.30 a gallon. But that average price up by 10 cents per gallon that the news there and that is the look at headlines here on today's y'all show we're not done with all the action coming your way on today's y'all show hang on when we come back after the break we'll have hashtag hullabaloo fun stuff from social media that will relay to you and later this hour we're going to be joined by john gardner president of lucky advertising and marketing that's a wonderful agency based with in birmingham but offices in atlanta and more and he'll be part of our y'all street business report we'll find out about his incredible work through the decades all that coming up on our spotlight of business later this hour stay tuned this is y'all Asthma symptoms can attack anywhere, like on a city street. (laughs) Now you can get fast relief anywhere with new improved Primatine Mist, the only FDA-approved asthma inhaler available over the counter. So whether you need relief on symptoms at the park or at your kitchen table, Primatine Mist starts working quickly, opening up your airways to restore free breathing. For temporary relief of mild symptoms of intermittent asthma, use Primatine Mist and breathe easy again. Available at CVS, Rite Aid, and Walgreens. Use as directed. Credit products are issued by WebBank. Member FDIC rates and terms vary based on credit history. Amazon is not a sponsor of this promotion. Offer valid for loan products 90 days after today. Other restrictions apply. See website for details. How do I feel? Awesome. Like a huge weight has been lifted off my shoulders. Hundreds of thousands of people are discovering the relief of a fixed-rate debt consolidation loan through Avant. I paid off all my credit cards, and now I just have one easy monthly payment with Avant. And I don't have to worry about the rates going up. Avant offers you access to unsecured debt consolidation loans from $2,000 to $35,000. When I saw Avant was accredited by the Better Business Bureau, I knew that was the company for me. Do you know how good it feels to only worry about one monthly payment? Experience the relief of a debt consolidation loan through Avant. Plus, get a free $50 Amazon gift card after your first payment is made on time. To check your loan options and get this free offer, go to Avant.com and enter code 5252 when applying. Avant.com code 5252. That's Avant.com code 5252. 
You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. Back into y'all, and it's hashtag hullabaloo time across the south here. Welcome back to the All Southern Show with your host, John Rawl. Our number, 803-816-1170. Call or text us anytime you feel like it. Our first tweet today comes from Bella's Family Living at Southern Life 478. And their profile on Twitter says, hashtag family, hashtag side hustle, hashtag recipes. I'm not sure where we're going with this one. But Bella's Family Living writes on Twitter, cooling off southern style and i gotta give them credit here they got a cute little kid jumping in a swimming pool and that's all it is just a picture of a kid jumping in a swimming pool with the summer flair to it again it's cooling off southern style thanks to bella's family living and isn't it amazing that kids love to swim as much as they do if you've got a little one a grandkid even or a child or maybe it's you but it's just something about a kid and the summertime they love to swim even if they don't even swim kids love swimming pools i, I don't know who came up with that invention but you deserve a big old pat on the back at a boy or at a girl whoever came up with swimming pools because at least from a parent standpoint man there's nothing better than seeing kids run around acting crazy in a swimming pool. As long as they behave. As long as they don't cause problems and get thrown out of the pool, I guess. Of course, swimming pools can be very dangerous. And that's something we certainly don't want to underestimate. But, man, the kids love the swimming pools or they like going to the lake if they're fortunate to go to the lake or the beach. But some about those swimming pools. And they don't even have to be that nice. I, I think the picture that I'm looking at here, thanks to Bella's family living, might be one of those in-ground pools that you can get for very cheap compared to having a big time pool put in your backyard. I still think about Chevy Chase and the fun story about there in Christmas vacation about him wanting to get that pool for the family and how everybody's eyes lit up. And I don't know if they ever got it or not. I'm not sure, but <laughs> uh, I saw somebody wearing a, a, a actually speaking of Chevy Chase and uh, vacation. I saw somebody just yesterday wearing a Wally world t-shirt. I thought that was pretty cool. I'd like to have that. All right. Inspired Southerners on Twitter at Inspired underscore South. We tell real stories about the South. The owner is Kara Kennedy based in Birmingham. Hashtag Inspired Southerner. And Inspired Southerner went on Twitter this week to inspire us all with this tweet. Peach Cobbler, a Southern staple. Hashtag food. And they've got a picture of Peach Cobbler. But unlike what we told you last week on the hashtag hullabaloo that we talked about peach cobbler with ice cream, delicious peach ice cream, inspired Southerners cobbler is sans ice cream. And I'll be honest with you, 
it looks good either way with or without peach cobbler is a delicious thing especially if you're there in birmingham some good chilton county peaches are probably perfect this time of year and that would be a great addition to any recipe or any kind of meal adding a little peach cobbler to boot sam hunley is on twitter at s hunley 42 how about this sam identifies as a federal data person views are his own and he's got a address there crisis textline.org i don't know what that is i'm not going to follow it but the reason i'm bringing sam into the picture today on hashtag hullabaloo is what he put he has angry eye twitch listed on twitter hashtag southern hashtag microsoft hashtag word and what he's got an angry eye twitch about is the fact that he's got an image attached to his tweet that has the word y'all and microsoft microsoft and specifically microsoft word has y'all a little red under thing saying that it's misspelled come on bill gates what are you talking about we know how to spell y'all that should be added to your your dictionary there at microsoft i think i'm pretty sure let me let me do i'm using a mac here let me see if i type something with y'all on a mic a mac if it gives me a misspelling i I don't even know that shows how how i guess i'm so y'all all the time that that uh no it doesn't on a mac you can type y apostrophe a l l and it doesn't say that it's a misspelled word so mac call up microsoft and tell them to get their act together or else we'll just boycott Mac, uh, Microsoft rather, boycott them here in Dixie because they don't they don't know our words, they don't know our language, and that uh, not a good thing. They're coming from the left coast. But Sam, thank you for sharing that. And yeah, you should have an angry eye twitch after having to put up with that kind of nonsense every time you use the word y'all. And he spelled it right: Y apostrophe A L L. And our last tweet today comes from Tammy Temple at the Tammy Temple. And Tammy writes, I like design and a former Dwell executive. And I looked it up. That's some kind of software company from California. Dwell.com, I think, is the website. And Tammy Temple, a former Dwell executive. Here's what Tammy wrote on Twitter this week. She wrote, one foot off the Delta flight from JFK Airport to San Diego, and his first request, post love and hug to his wife, was a stop at Eat a Fish 101 for grilled shrimp tacos. This southern boy is West Coast at heart. Hashtag two kids in love. Hashtag harmony. Okay. Uh, So this southern guy goes out to to san diego and he wants to have grilled shrimp tacos i guess tammy what you're saying is he's forgetting about his southern roots is that what you're trying to hint here on y'all that your lover there is getting rid of the south what was he supposed to fly into san diego and get grits and gravy and sweet tea is that what y'all got lined up for him there in san diego i think not however tammy i want to tell you that we do appreciate the southern hospitality that the San Diegans shared with our Atlanta Braves this past weekend. The Braves, I watched them over the weekend. They went into San Diego for a series, and they picked up their first series win against the Padres in about seven or eight years. It might have even been nine years. Dramatic win on Saturday night. Nick Marcakis, the outfielder for the Braves, and a North Georgia native. He had an amazing defensive play and it was just a huge team win, and the Braves, who continue to lead the National League East right now, 
had a big win. So, hey, I don't know exactly where in the South your Southern boy is from, Tammy, but he probably is from Braves country, and he can go eat his grilled shrimp tacos, but he's doing the tomahawk chop all the way. Go Braves. All right, well, that is our hashtag hullabaloo here on this Monday. See, you just never know what you're going to find on social media, and we always turn it around and put a Southern spin to it, no matter what the case I don't know how good grilled shrimp tacos would be. Now, go get me some calabash shrimp tacos, and we're in business, y'all. When we come back on y'all, we're going to be in business. We're going to have our Y'all Street Business Report. Our special guest is from Lucky Advertising. They have offices in Atlanta and in also Birmingham, where they started out. John Gardner is our special guest. He's the president of Lucky, and you're going to be amazed by his story and the incredible success that Lucky's had throughout the decades. That report, All Business, is up next. Welcome to Sherwin-Williams. Hi there. I heard paints are 40% off. Yep, and stains too. Right here. Mm Mm-hmm. Only at your neighborhood Sherwin-Williams store. Right now. Well, July 19th through the 22nd. Right on. Right? Ask Sherwin-Williams July 19th through 22nd and save 40% on paints and stains with sale prices starting at $2,309. Only at your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Sub-exclusions apply. See store for details. If you're worried about your cholesterol, hear how others are taking charge with garlic. My doctor said my cholesterol was borderline, but I've been taking garlic, and it works. I've been taking garlic for years. My pharmacist recommended garlic. He said there's an ingredient in garlic that helps maintain healthy cholesterol. I take garlic every day. No garlic breath. Lots of people like you are choosing garlic to help maintain a healthy cholesterol. Garlic, it's cholesterol's natural enemy. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Use as directed. Technology Truths, brought to you by GEICO. Technology Truths. Truth. Teenagers can communicate entirely in emojis. How was the birthday party? Pizza slice, kitten, soccer ball, pineapple? Truth. It's so easy to switch and save on car insurance at GEICO.com. What are you talking about? Paperclip, shoulder shrug, high five, wizard hat? What? GEICO. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. It's Friday night, baby, get ready, set, go Gonna take you to the crystal and a picture show It's the Y'all Show, Monday edition. Back at it here as we spotlight the Southeast. I'm John Rawl, and this is our Southern Business Report here on the All Southern Program. And we're very fortunate to now go to Birmingham, Alabama, and be joined by the president 
of Lucky. And we're all going to get lucky to listen to this interview from John Gardner, president of Lucky. That is a very well-known advertising agency with its footprint all over the nation, but a big-time footprint here across the Southeast. And John, thank you for joining us here on the Y'all Show, sir. Uh, John, it's a pleasure to be with you. Look forward to having a good conversation. Well, thank you very much. Okay, so Lucky, if you are into the business marketing side of things in the Southeast, you have one of the premier brands out there. At what age did you kind of realize that, hey, this is something I think I might want to do as a profession? I grew up uh, in a small Alabama town called Alexander City. I went to the University of Alabama and was fortunate enough to uh, start my career at uh, Southern Progress Corporation, which uh, publishes Southern Living Magazine and all of those great uh, Southern titles. And while I was there, uh, I got addicted to the creative and marketing process and uh, was fortunate enough to expand my career. Uh, Started my own company uh, in 2000 uh, that uh, merged with Lucky in 2011 and uh, the Lucky family uh, named me president in 2013. So I decided very early on that uh, advertising was an amazing uh, opportunity for, uh, for my career. Well, let's talk a little bit about the Southern Progress years you had. What years were you working there for the Southern Living Magazine group? I was there from 1991 through 1997. It was uh, a heyday. We had just been acquired uh, by Time uh, Life, Time Warner, and uh, we're expanding. Had built a beautiful campus in Birmingham, Alabama. And what I thought was so amazing about uh, the Southern progress culture was it reflected beautifully on the the grace and dignity of Southern culture, our food, our travel, uh, our gardens. Uh, And I I learned uh, early on there that uh, being a a Southern gentleman was not anything to run away from. And so uh, being able to learn that uh, at Southern Living, where we did beautiful, world-renowned work, uh, allowed me to understand that you can be, we can be from the South, be recognized, but maintain grace. Uh, in fact, at Lucky, uh, one of the uh, ways in which we describe ourselves that I think is very telling is that we have Madison Avenue talent within our walls, but we have a sweet tea personality. <laughs> I like that a lot. And just to reiterate, in case you aren't up on what Southern Living has done through the decades, when you were there, as you said, kind of in the pre-internet days, that that was the the largest and maybe still is the largest regional magazine in the country with, with I think over two million subscribers and just a true force. It's why in two thousand three I launched a magazine, not necessarily to compete with Southern Living, but I, I launched a printed magazine called Y'all that was in print for about 10 years and the reason i did it is because as great as southern living was it didn't do a lot of personality people type stuff because you didn't have to y'all had y'all had all the other things covered and still did and of course you're not with them anymore but but a, a, a wonderful publication and again always done right there in birmingham alabama and still there and we can kind of get into 
what you know unfortunately for print it's just been knocked over the head by the internet and all the other offshoots of that uh, over the last 20 years or so but that uh, is why probably at lucky you are with this position looking at all sorts of opportunities in your business not only print but probably a lot of digital and, and other ways of communication john you're so right is uh, uh over my 30 uh, year career uh, I have seen us move from the beautiful uh, uh, ability to market and uh, print with photography and, and copy to the, the short form digital 140 characters at a time. And uh, we, we love the ability to create those uh, unique connections in the digital space, but sometimes long for the way to tell a great uh, story through words and images that uh, print and television uh, used to, and it still does, but not to the extent that I think we all understand that uh, our, our mobile devices and our computer screens are taking over our lives. John Gardner's our guest here on the Y'all Show, and he is with Lucky, and he grew up, as he said, in Alexander City. i got to ask you two questions. Alexander City, you went to the University of Alabama to college. How in the world did you not go down to Auburn, not far from Alexander City? And did you have any connection with the Russell Corporation, which was a longtime fixture in Alexander City? I was fortunate enough to uh, move to Alex City uh, my dad uh, was in charge of all of the uh, professional and major college uh, marketing and promotion. So I ah. uh, moved there when Russell was uh, a Fortune 500 company in uh, Ellick City. I, I tell everybody that asked me that I grew up in Mayberry. Uh, <laughs> it was an amazing environment to have the resources of the Russell family, Russell Corporation. Uh, of course, I graduated from Benjamin Russell High School. Uh, and just had that amazing hometown uh, feel with the ability to have resources that had a global reach. So definitely had a, a connection to the Russell family. Um, worked there every summer. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, most of my uh, my buddies from uh, high school, in fact, we had a really tight group of uh, us. And I was uh, one of two that did not go get a textile or chemical engineering degree from Auburn or Clemson and go back to Alex City. Uh, the main reason I did not go to Auburn, um, you know, it's, I'm sad to say, is I chased a girl. I was afraid uh, of that, yeah. John. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I was uh, dating a young lady, and uh, I was all set to go to Auburn, and uh, she said, well, you ought to consider Tuscaloosa. I hope it worked out for you. Oh, it, uh, it, it is amazing how when you set on a, a journey of life that uh, – Sometimes as a uh, 18-year-old kid, you don't know what you want, but uh, given the opportunities of the University of Alabama and even, you know, people that took an interest in my career, I I couldn't be any uh, more thankful. Well, again, after your Southern Progress days, you ended up with Lucky and serving now as the head of that great advertising agency, which not only has a presence in Birmingham, it also has a Duluth, Georgia office. That's just to the northeast of downtown Atlanta and have worked with a lot of businesses across the southeast in the country in your role of this family-owned agency that remains based in Birmingham and an iconic brand in the marketing of the Southeast. Uh, John, I want to ask you, when you kind of took over the role of the, that you have now leading this agency, how 
how often do you get to use your creative mind in that role or are you just having to do all the big time executive stuff and you don't necessarily get in the weeds you have people doing that for you yeah john i appreciate that you know um i i am very fortunate coming back to the the heritage of lucky uh, we're we were founded by uh tom and bob lucky's uh father uh, uh ace lucky in 1953 uh and uh we it is an amazing culture. We are fiercely independent. We're one of the largest independent uh, marketing advertising groups in the South, and we take that independence uh, very, uh, very seriously, and we use it to our advantage because uh, it's rare if something goes wrong in, in our world today that you can call our chairman, Tom Lucky, at the Lucky Building on Lucky Drive in Birmingham, Alabama, and he will he will answer the phone. Um and so we take that very seriously. Uh, we think it's a great part of our heritage. The other thing uh, you ask about my involvement, because we are so uh, focused on our clients' uh, business and results, I do get to play in the creative process, sometimes to the disdain of our creative directors. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that, that's why I asked the question, um, because every agency is set up differently, and you know, you're, you're kind of leading the ship here, so you don't want to... You don't want to ruffle feather if you don't have to, but I bet you 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 have put your footprint uh, when you're able to on some stuff. Absolutely, and I think that's what uh, makes Lucky so great is that uh, we have a, a culture that allows uh, all voices to be heard. Uh, and even though my my background is very heavily in uh, digital technology and analytics, uh, when we are creating our solutions, we're focused on the business problem. Uh, and what makes us, it's this so fun for what we do is yes, our creative, we want to win awards and we have, uh, all over the, the, the country for our creative work, but we're most proud when our, our work drives results for our clients. And by having that focus, when we look at the creative process, we're, we're our lens is, is it going to help the business problem, not just the creative problem? John Gardner is our special guest here. It is the Y'all Business Spotlight and John's role as president of Lucky, a great advertising agency with offices in the Southeast. Now, in case you aren't necessarily familiar with the work that Lucky has done through the years, they have had some great clients, and those clients include Little Debbie, Alabama Power, Visit Williamsburg, and the com website john are there any other businesses out there that i need to give a little shout out while we're talking to you absolutely uh you know we we have a definitely uh national international footprint but we're most uh, proud of some of our southern work and i would add to that uh, client uh client partner roster regions bank oh okay uh, i think most 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 of us uh in the south are absolutely familiar with the a Regents brand, the green bike. Uh, one of my favorite uh, initiatives that uh, I, you were asking, John, about me sticking my head in the creative process is uh, our Regents partnership with the Southeastern Conference. And uh, so not only do we get to uh, represent the Regents uh, brand um, and partner with them as they activate the SEC partnership, but we get to work with the great folks at uh, the SEC and every once in a while, we get to uh, talk a little college football. <laughs> 
I'm sorry about that. I, I, I'm sure that's a real, <laughs> real task for you. It, it is, you know, it, uh, you know, somebody's got to do it, John, I tell you, yeah. um, another, another one I would throw in there that again, that we're very proud of is, uh, our work with, uh, Panama city beach. Oh. Um, we, we, not only is it a, a world-class destination that is in our, uh, Southern footprint, but, uh, last year after the hurricane, uh, I think it, it exemplified the true partnership that lucky and, uh, Panama city have is, uh, they turned to us and, uh, you know, while Panama city beach wasn't devastated to the extent the, uh, other regions or other areas, uh, around, uh, the Gulf war, uh, Mexico beach and even Panama city proper, uh, we worked with that group to create a, a, a positive social media message, uh, refocused, uh, on the direction of, of, uh, our friends down there. And I, the, why we're proud of that work is because we feel like we help the uh, region and our southern uh, our southern neighbors. We are talking with a business and entrepreneur of the year in John Garner here on the Y'all Show, president of Lucky. And I'm glad you had a, a chance to talk about some of your clients because in the marketing world, oftentimes it might be the agency that does this or it might be the client. They don't necessarily broadcast their partnership, right? They're, they're kind of territorial in that. Absolutely. And, you know, and that, you know, it, a true agency partner uh, realizes the, the, the reward is in the partnership and not in the credit. Got it. Tell me about the origin of the bike for Regions Bank. Who brought that one to the table and, and how sure were y'all that it was going to stick? You know, it, it, it is, I think it's a great, uh, iconic story is, um, we were, you know, the basis of, of lucky is we, we tend to, uh, bring everything from a, a data and insights perspective to solve problems. You know, uh, our tagline is the science of data and the art of marketing. And this was a case during the, uh, deep uh, financial, uh, recession, uh, the trust of banks, uh, was, Probably not, maybe not in an all-time low, but a pretty low spot. Uh, when you heard all of the, you know, the what happened with the big short and um, you know the bank collapse, and um, and so our team, uh, led by our creative director at the time, um, realized that Regions was solid, trusted, uh, and a true partner in our communities, and we created the bike as a metaphor of who doesn't um recognize that sometimes it's simple and it's the little things that uh, bring back that credibility and the bike uh became an icon uh in fact uh we tried to bring uh some some new ideas uh out and reduce the impact of the bike and uh you know you've done some some good things uh when the, the brand and regions ask us not to, and you can go to the uh, SEC 
football games in the in the fall, and there is a gigantic green bike to get a picture made. So we're <laughs> we're proud of the icon that has become. That is awesome. Now another great effort that y'all been involved in is the CivilRightsTrail.com. And like me, I think you're a student of history, and you realize in the Civil War or Civil Rights era of the South, which, of course, I said Civil War. I can't help those two are often linked together. <laughs> yes. Kind of the absolutely. maybe two seminal moments of our region. But you have been working with this website. And why, uh, how, did, how, why, and what can people find when they go to CivilRightsTrail.com, John? Uh, you know, we in our business, you know, we we have the opportunity to work with um, unbelievable brands that uh, that make people's lives better, uh, that change the world. In fact, one of our largest uh, partnerships is with a uh, GlaxoSmithKline Vive Healthcare Division, which focuses on uh, HIV medicines that truly do save lives. But in in our in my time at Lucky, almost a decade at Lucky. No work that we have done has brought more tears to our internal team than the work we've done with the uh, U.S. Civil Rights Trail. Um, it's a partnership with Travel South USA, uh, definitely our uh, Lee Sintel at the, in the state of Alabama's uh, Office of Director of Tourism, um, is a definitely a leader. And when we brought this together, we wanted to tell the story of the civil rights struggle as it related to a 14-state region, over 100 landmarks that mark different um, seminal moments in the, our country's uh, struggle to uh, over, overcome some of the, the negative, uh, all of the negative aspects of uh, our, our poor civil rights history. And so when we put this together, it was to tell an honest uh authentic and emotional story and it's just been a labor of love we've we have uh, been from uh, greensboro north carolina little rock arkansas uh into the midwest and certainly over uh, the state of alabama tennessee mississippi and georgia uh just detailing and archiving this legacy that has meant so much to our region again that website civil rights trail Dot com and you can go there and and find out how the civil rights movement affected your community or maybe you can plan a trip to go to other parts of the south and see this great work all right john the big question here is when you're not working what can we find you doing when you're off the clock oh what a great question is uh i i have blessed uh, with uh two uh amazing daughters uh one Made a brilliant choice and went to the University of Alabama. Roll uh, time. Graduated and <laughs> there we go. Uh, she ended up uh, marrying a, uh, a, a spectacular young man that graduated from the U.S. Naval Academy stationed in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, my other daughter, equally uh, good choice, uh, is at the University of Georgia uh, studying marketing and advertising, although we tried to talk her out of that. Um <laughs> But uh, so I try to spend as much time uh, as I can with uh, my my daughters. Uh, I'm also uh, an avid uh, sportsman, tennis, golf, um, out outside doing anything we can. Um, but uh, for for me, um, you know, my passion is uh, just to constantly be on the go, thinking about 
what we can do to make Lucky a better place to work and a better partner. Great answer, John. Hey, as we wrap up with you, one question. If you're listening to us right now and you are wanting to kind of follow the entrepreneurial route, John, what kind of advice would you give anyone out there who's looking to start their own business? My two-beer answer is don't do it, um, but uh, that's it's, it's a joke, uh, is that an entrepreneurial uh, endeavor is, is something that has so much reward. Um, I was fortunate uh, when I was uh, my late 20s to start a business, and uh, I was I had a great op- a job at the time, and somebody looked at me and uh, and said, "Why not?" As opposed to saying, "Why are you doing this? Why are you? Would you not do this?" And uh, to me, uh, entrepreneurialism uh, and and those adventures it allows you to be creative. It allows you to be in control. It allows you to impact the lives of others that work for you, work with you, and it allows you to impact your community um you know sometimes we we overthink things and i tell uh folks that ask me about it is the hardest part of being an entrepreneur is that first step to say i'm going to do it um and you just work hard know that you're going to uh make mistakes but fail fast um have great people around you but trust your gut very well said. John Gardner has been a special guest. He's with Lucky. You can go to the website for Lucky, L-U-C-K-I-E, and they do amazing work across the nation with their marketing, with their offices across the South. John, thank you for coming on our Y'all Business Spotlight and continued luck there with Lucky. I, I guess, that kind of goes hand in hand, huh? Absolutely, John. So much appreciate it. Thanks for everything you do to represent the South. Uh, and I appreciate you allowing me to talk to you. Glad to do it. And we love our South for sure. Well, that will wrap up our first hour. Hang on. When we come back in the second hour, we will have hashtag Hullabaloo and our friend Jerry Short. I know he's got something to say about all that's been going on out there with Barry and more. And we'll find out what else is going on in Takapola. That's up next as the Y'all Show continues. Hang on. Ah, the sounds of summer. And this is the sound of summer skin being scratched because of the itching and irritation of what the season can bring. You need the fast relief of Cortisone 10 Intensive Healing Anti-Itch Cream. Unlike regular lotions, Cortisone 10 relieves itch and irritation with 1% hydrocortisone, the strongest non-prescription itch medicine, plus seven healing moisturizers. Cortisone 10 makes summer sound fun again. Cortisone 10. Feel the heal. Use as directed. It's another hour of y'all talk with a Southern accent. Welcome back. I'm John, and we're so glad that you could join us. In just a few minutes, we've got a very long-winded Jerry Short ready to come at you for a big segment. Because of that, we're going to have a shortened look back at the weekend and sports here. Although it really wasn't the most uh, exciting of weekends. We didn't have any college football going on. We didn't have college baseball or college basketball. And Major League was just kind of getting back in after an all-star break. So that's why this won't go down as the most exciting of weekends however in the sport of tennis 
we might have had one of the most exciting of weekends as Wimbledon's men's final was held on Sunday, and I had a chance to tune in and see that as Novak Djokovic, he won against Roger Federer in a five-set match, the first time they ever had a five-set tiebreaker at Wimbledon, and it went all the way to the 12th set where they had the tiebreaker, and Djokovic, he outlasted Federer, tough loss there for the likable Federer from Switzerland, but Djokovic, he picks up his next Wimbledon title, his fifth one at the All England Club in an extremely exciting match there over the weekend. On Saturday, Serena Williams failed in her effort to pick up another Wimbledon title on the women's side, and so that is our y'all tennis report. Tennis, anyone? Hey, we've had some exciting stuff going on in the Major League Baseball ranks the last couple of days. On Sunday, the Tampa Bay Rays just they just missed out on a perfect game, but it was a combined perfect game, as they've got this really weird strategy in baseball where they intentionally have a, a pitching approach that pitchers only pitch a certain amount each of their games and it actually according to some experts is spreading across major league baseball but on sunday the rays they almost got this combined perfect game not just a no hitter a perfect game until the ninth inning and the baltimore orioles were able to get a hit and end up scoring a run in this one the rays won four to one in baltimore on sunday but a great job by the rays as ryan stanick he started the game he went two innings and then he gave way to lefty Ryan Yarbrough. And then Yarbrough stayed on to the ninth inning after allowing a ground single to the right field when a leadoff hitter got on board. He went away, and unfortunately for the Rays, the perfect game was over. But the Rays able to get the win in front of, get this, only 14,082 people there at Camden Yards. The Orioles are having some serious problems in baseball, and this has been going on a few years now. And unfortunately, their numbers are evident there with the fans who are showing up now i don't know if y'all were happening to tune in baseball on friday but the los angeles angels had a combined no hitter and that was an extremely emotional thing as also on that same night at at anaheim they honored their late teammate tyler skaggs every member of the angels roster wore his number 45 jersey with skaggs on the back and it also would have been his 28th birthday and the Angels got a big 13-0 win on that game on Friday. And their pitching staff combined for a, a perfect game, a combined perfect game. And now in his locker room, Tyler Skaggs' locker room at the L.A. Angels Stadium there in Anaheim, they have added the ball that was part of this no-hitter to his locker. And a tremendous thing as, again, the Angels got the win against Seattle on what would have been Skaggs' 28th birthday. He was killed the other day, or died, rather, while the Angels were on the road with a game against the Texas Rangers. To NASCAR, and Kurt Busch edged out his little brother, and he won at Kentucky Speedway this past weekend. Kyle Busch just couldn't get past Kurt, and now he beat his little brother, Kurt, that is, in this head-to-head NASCAR finish, and a big win there at Kentucky Speedway outside of Cincinnati to golf and congratulations to a first-time winner from south africa as dylan fratelli won his first pga tour title and as a result of that he gets his first invite to the open championship which is going on this weekend in northern ireland but on sunday the south african got his first pga tour win 
at TPC Deer Run with a big win. He, he was able to just edge past Russell Henley, a resident of Kiowa Island, South Carolina, in the win. And now he gets to participate in the Open Championship, which, by the way, is this weekend and for the first, actually the first time since 1951, second time ever, the PGA is going to go to the Open Championship. And for the second time ever, it's going to be in the country of Northern Ireland as the Royal Port Rush Golf Club is hosting this thing this weekend. So it'll be a Northern Irish version, Rory McIlroy country and Graham McDowell country hosting the Open Championship this weekend. As we wrap up our sports recap of the weekend, maybe the most exciting thing that happened in golf this past weekend was Tony Romo. Yeah, that Tony Romo of Dallas Cowboys fame. He finished a wire-to-wire victory Sunday in State Line, Nevada, and he won the American Century Championship for the second consecutive year. This is that celebrity tournament they have at Edgewood Tahoe Golf Course, and the former Cowboys quarterback and current CBS sports analyst closed with a 2-over 74 and scored 20 points to finish at 71 in the modified Stableford scoring system, and he edged out former pitcher Mark Mulder to win the thing. 39-year-old Tony Romo out there doing great things on the golf course in Reno and another big thing. I'm hoping Tony's going to maybe get on the Champions Tour one day. He's a heck of a golfer. Well, that is our sports recap of the weekend. On Tuesday, we'll have a sports lanyard. We'll, we'll have more sports news and notes and a lot of college stuff. Hey, it's SEC Media Days this week. And on Tuesday's Y'all Show, we'll kind of let you hear what the speakers were today in Hoover, Alabama as part of the sec media day since we didn't have that audio to start today's show we'll have that on tuesdays y'all and throughout the rest of the week all the fun coming from hoover plus the acc media days event in charlotte and everything else going on in college sports all right here on the y'all show when we come back after the break jerry short is standing by and he's gonna have the tales from takapola that's up next on y'all You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424. It's the Y'all Show. Welcome back. It's the show all about the Southeast. I'm John Rawl, your host, and we are having a great time here getting another week going. And at this point on the show each Monday, we welcome in the teller of tales from Takapola, Jerry Short. Jerry, hope everything in Takapola is batting down and everything dry as Tropical Storm Barry has made its way through Louisiana, Mississippi, and other parts of the south hopefully you haven't had to pull out your life jacket well it's uh i wouldn't say it was dry but uh absolutely zero wind and uh 
it's pretty wet. It's not uh, not anything that's you know, it's not common. It's just almost like a big rain storm coming through. So, you know, I wouldn't if if I was living on a farm and didn't have all this modern technology, and this thing come through, I would think it was just a rain front that came through from uh, East Texas. Hmm. So yeah, you know, it was blown up so big by the media, by the weather media. You know, I think that they're kind of like our media that fights us so hard and fights our president so hard. I think the weather media, I think, you know, they just try to, the worse it can be, the more news they get out of it and the best it is. And they start blowing it up two or three days before it ever. I don't know if this one ever had an eye. I assume it did. But I never did see an eye in in the uh, arrow shots that I saw of it. Well, let me defend at least our website, y'all.com. I hate to say this, Jerry, but what you're saying is true. We actually received more clicks on y'all.com when we started having Barry stories last week than yeah. anything we've had in recent times. So oh, when you start bringing in Mother Nature and something like a tropical storm, people click, people pay more attention. And I hate to say it, your supposition is probably absolutely spot on. That a lot of media, including y'all dot com, has yeah. uh, blown this thing up. Of course, we also, in our defense, want to let people know that it's even happening. We would be doing people a disservice by not talking about it. But yeah. you know, we don't have a meteorologist on board with us, so any projections of how terrible it was going to be was not coming from us per se. And a lot of places probably are just like us; they're not necessarily in the projection business. They're just in the business of letting you get a good heads up, so that we do our due diligence and don't get anybody killed needlessly. Well, I mean, you're right on, and that's you know we don't have anything else to go by except what they tell us to start with, and so we take what they tell us, and then we go ahead. And then we make it into what it becomes ourselves a little bit because they keep feeding it. You know, they're feeding it like that heat's feeding the water that's rising to get in the, in the swirl of the counterclockwise hurricane. So we, we're kind of a little bit to blame ourselves, I guess, for buying in on, on some of it. And, but it, they do, they, they, they overreact. And I've, I've been around enough of them and been through enough of them. And back when we had to take care of ourselves, so, you know, that that brings kind of a oh, sore spot to me when thinking about no FEMA deals. And, and you, you had the Red Cross, and the Red Cross gets a lot of credit and they do a lot of good. And I've been in hurricanes where I've been in the military and Camille and deliver Red Cross uh, packet bags and I've been where they didn't have Red Cross, where they couldn't get to the area, maybe because of water. Salvation Army will come in and they'll feed the workers really good, and they'll get a truck as close as they could, and that's it. And uh, and the rest of it, basically, you were on your own. And I remember the first one that I was ever in was in 1964 in Louisiana, and it came in exactly where this one supposedly came in, and it was uh, Hilda. And Hilda, it was a year before Betsy came the next year. But Hilda came in, and when uh, all we knew was, and all anyone knew was, that a hurricane was approaching, and it was already on land down in Morgan City, Louisiana. 
and I was I was working down there pipelining, and I I had the vehicle out of convertible, fifty eight Impala convertible, that I was so proud of. I was, the only thing that worried me was it go it was going to get torn up or something, which a girl did total it out later. But uh, anyway, I had uh, a most uh, unlikely group that was working with me that I brought back to North Mississippi to evacuate because we evacuated the, the pipeline. And I had a guy that uh, went on back to college, got his law degree, and became the district attorney of Northwest the Northwest counties in Mississippi. And I had another guy with me who became a head coach. And I had another guy with me who 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 was a prisoner on parole. And at that time, he was paroled. He had 98 years. And later, he got uh, another deal. So he ended up with 98 plus 98, which is, what, 100, 100 and... Uh, uh, 96 yes. years of, uh, he was sentenced to, he was thus four and we couldn't get out. They didn't have interstates then. They didn't have anybody directing traffic. They was evacuating from Thibodeau, Louisiana to Morgan city, Louisiana, to Homer, Louisiana, all the way to Grand Isle to Lockport and Gonzales and all that. Bay Lafouche country was all evacuating up one two lane highway that paralleled Bay Lafouche. And, uh, and that was it. And, and we, I couldn't pull out in the traffic and that old boy was about to have a fit. I thought he was going, thought he was going to collapse on me and have a heart attack. That district attorney guy, because, uh, I wouldn't pull out. He just finally said, just go ahead and hit somebody. I can't take it. We got to get out of here. But I mean, you were on your own, you know, it was just every man for himself and you get out if you could. And they didn't have bridges across the Mississippi river between uh, New Orleans and Baton Rouge, you had ferries. The only bridge was a Sunshine Bridge, which uh, is taken from the song Jimmy Davis was a governor down there that he sang, You Are My Sunshine. And But it dead end on the other side, so it wouldn't do you any good to cross it. So you had to go all the way way up past LSU and cross the Huey Long Bridge and then go all the way across a two-lane highway, and the rain had already gone up through there and to get Highway 51, not 55, interstate to go north. So, you know, as just say, things had really changed and what you had to do on your own. So I'll always think about that, except I was thinking about that just then. And the other three gentlemen in the vehicle with me are all deceased today. Hmm. So I guess time moves on. Huh? Yeah, you're and, a survivor, uh, Jerry. Yeah, I've survived Hurricane Hilda. And uh, then... Uh, we were, I was back down there. Uh, I was, uh, in college, so to speak. Your college was in me for a little, and he, and Betsy hit and I was engaged and my girlfriend wanted me to come back down there. And that was, uh, the very start of 65. So I, I went down there in my car. I'd gotten from Elvis and, uh, then I, I stopped and I left it at uh, my mother's and I said, no, I'm going to hitchhike. I don't want anything to happen to it. So I hitchhiked on down and hitchhiked through Betsy. But we got over and my point on that one is they give us absolutely nothing. And buildings were blown down. Roofs were blown off. We had zero electricity probably for a month and a half. 
we had uh, no running water uh, that you could drink, no portal water or running water. You just had to go take a shower in an old building in the back. But it had no ice to cool anything with. And they had an ice truck that came out of Baton Rouge bringing dry ice. Are you, you familiar with dry? Yeah. Dry ice. Yeah. So anyway, they bring dry, they'd bring dry ice. And it was a big truck. It was like a deuce and a half or a five-ton military truck. And they would come down Highway 1, but you had to come through a bunch of small towns like White Castle and Donaldsonville and Labadeville and Blottenville and so and so and so and so. And so. so it never would make it uh, all the way to Thibodeau and Napoleonville. So we got where we uh, would leave early in the morning and go hijack it up really high around White Castle and uh, get us some dry ice where we could have some dry ice. Now, that's the kind of stuff that uh, you got from the government or anybody else to work with. And, it, you know, and that brings it back to all the problems that uh, Brownie caught with the FEMA situation in Katrina. Yeah, 2005, or, President yeah. Bush met up with Michael Brown, the then FEMA administrator. I think they met in Mobile, Alabama is where that meeting originally mm-hmm. And he praised him. He said, Brownie, you're doing a good job. I know. Doing a good job, man. Boy, he was doing a wonderful job what had happened in what the days I was just telling you. I mean, it was unbelievable what they were doing. I, well, I can go to 69. I was in the military for Katrina. And uh, we the only thing that we ever saw of the government, of course, was the National Guard. It was, I was down there in the National Guard. And then uh, 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 President Nixon landed on the tarmac out at the uh at the Gulf Port at the C B base and uh he landed there and then he flew over the coastline and we never saw him again. And then we had to set up our you know, we put it under martial law, we set up our own roadblocks, we had to cook for our own people and we helped uh anything we searched for bodies in the Gulf as the stuff come back in the Mississippi Sound. You'd go out there and you'd open up a refrigerator or deep freeze and the, by the end the stuff had just rotted and smelled awful you never knew if you was finding a body or if you was finding a cow coming off a ship island or something but so you didn't have that kind of help in those days and now they just they have the help in there now three days before a hurricane makes a hurricane and that's just kind of you know thinking back of all the stuff that we did and had to do and did it and come through it okay. And the way they are now, they get so bent out of shape and expect all this help for everything that's done. And You know, if it's a mass destruction of some type, I mean, it can be a fire in California. It can be a, a flood in uh, anywhere in the Missouri Valley or anything like or a hurricane like here on either coast. Or it can be a typhoon. Or, or, or now a volcano hitting Hawaii, it can be any of that stuff, and they're on top of it, and they're just dishing out money after money. If you're an individual and you line up and you get all the money you, it, it just they think you need or don't need, whatever you apply for, you just about get. And if I have a if I have a total disaster, which I've had a couple of them that weren't insured, and uh, I'll get one cent. But my disaster, or your disaster, if it happened to you, or our neighbor's disaster, it happened to him individually. 
hey, they get nothing. Hmm. You know? So, I mean, somewhere along there, something's not fair or right. I, I do find think? it a little weird in a very weird way that of all people, the great friend of President Trump, Kanye West, <laughs> you know, he's right, he's right. tied into this whole Katrina thing because it was in 2005 during a telephone benefit on television where he called George W. Bush. He said, George W. Bush hates black people. Yes, I remember. And 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 now he's President Bush, uh, rather President Trump's buddy goes to the White House, wears his Make America Great Again hat. And that's another example, maybe, of President George H.W. Bush. He he should have taken that moment where he was being attacked for Katrina and said, look, I mean, he did fly over. He should not have done that. But did did our government do its part to help Katrina victims out? Did they do our part? They did that to me personally, comparing it to the other ones I just mentioned. And then if you go back to Audrey and then the one that hit Galveston Island and all, you know, gosh, that would be overkill of okay. what they did for them. And, and, Jerry, you were directly involved, not with Katrina as much as you were just after that, the BP oil spill, and you saw That's firsthand right. the waste that our government helped out with that. Never seen so much waste. I was I was auditing the area from Biloxi uh, all the way to the Louisiana line. And we had two uh, contractors, uh, Hepico out of North Carolina and USES out of New Orleans. And look, those contractors, they put everything they could on the ticket and nobody checked it. It had been rolling when the company that I, I worked for, which was a contract company, to come in to audit everything yeah. and see if everything was being spent properly. When I got there, it was so much stuff on the ticket that they were getting that they didn't need. But it's just one item that I happened to run across. Uh, the, uh, the foremans and subformans that they had, let's say they had 50, but they had 250 pickups rented from Hertz rent a car. And I got in, a, I opened up a glove compartment of one of those pickups I found on a lot park somewhere. And they were paying, they were paying Hertz. Uh, uh, $33, I believe was the price, $33 a vehicle a day. And they was charging BP, which is some government money funds come in there too, uh, 200 or $300 a day per vehicle. Oh, and they were just sitting there and they'd been sitting there for a couple of months. And some of them probably weren't even physically there. I know a person who owned a hotel in that part of the world that triple booked his hotel because the government was paying people to show up that, that weren't even coming. So he just kept booking it. That's right. That's, they did that too. And, uh, they had also had politicians that booked some of their old trash. They had an amphibious, uh, six wheel, eight wheel, uh, boat. And the guy told me at one of the bases there, I come in there one day, auditing the stuff that was there. And he said, Hey, check that amphibious damn vehicle out there. He said, it was to start with, they wouldn't let us even put it in the marsh at the time. This was on down at, uh, uh, Caillou, uh, by Caillou, I forget the name. Don't pass Wayland. Calumet. Uh, Caddy. Yeah, okay. And, uh, it was out where, uh, kind of just, just back, uh, east of the, where the Pearl River come in and they got real good oyster bed country. And we were using an oyster 
uh, orchard uh, farmer's facilities there. Well, he's the one who told me, he said, uh, check that uh, amphibious piece of equipment out there. That's booked by the county, one of the county uh, officials, who I think was the county uh, supervisor. And he was getting $600 a day. And I was told this like three months into this thing. This would have been Hancock, I, Hancock County, yeah, Mississippi. Hancock County. Okay. I went over there. I'm not going. I'm not going to go on record right now saying it was a. It was a which uh, person it was. However, it was an official, a Mississippi official, elected official. And uh, I looked at the key. Went to turn it on. The battery was dead, and it had. Uh, spider webs hanging from the key <laughs> down to the thing. And this guy had been making that kind of money for that long a period of time. And it took me a month to get it off the books. Golly. Because you just didn't do it. You just didn't say, hey, it's off. Yeah. You had to go through all kind of channels to get it off. Well, so, yeah. uh, what we just experienced here this weekend with Barry, luckily, to my knowledge, not much, if any, loss of life, and that's the most important thing. But what we're just trying to generate here is the fact that oftentimes there's complete waste. And I know as taxpayers, we absolutely don't want to hear about waste of any type, but some of this is fraudulent. Some of it is criminal, frankly, and some of these people ought to be in jail. Look, there's some things going on now outside of disaster stuff, but I guess you could call it a disaster. There's a program going on now that they will give people money to uh, plow a little area up, and you've got to pay for the seeding yourself. And it's a special seed from monarch butterflies. And I know of a couple of people that have made in the six figures for 10 acres of a place for monarch butterflies. And their reasoning behind this, our government's reasoning is, that our bees aren't pollinating now. So what we do, these monarchs, butterflies will pollinate. So you only have to, you get, a, say if you get $150,000, $200,000 for what you, at the acres you sign up for, and they give you, and then they come look at it one time, you're done. You don't have to touch it again. And they pay you like 50000 the first year, and then they'll pay you, Forty thousand the next year, forty thousand the next year, and forty thousand next, year, and you're done. And uh, to make that even worse, the flyway for the monarch butterfly doesn't come through this part of the country. You know, as far as I know, it comes just this side of the Rocky Mountains around Salinas, Colorado, because they call themselves the monarch capital of the world. So, so anyway, I mean that's just I, you know I laugh, but I don't. I'm not laughing. It, you know, because it's funny, I'm laughing because it's really sad, and uh, that anybody can come up with that. I guess they do that to keep their jobs. Would you think? You know, as long as they can keep that kind of stuff going and keep appropriating money and funds, you can keep things like that rolling. Mm. So, so it's uh, and fence. They've got goat fences now. They'll pay you. You can put up one of the best fences in the country that a goat can't get through and they'll put it up around 40 acres or so. And then they'll put you a concrete slab down and they'll dig you a, uh, for the goat. They don't want the goat. I guess they don't want the goat's feet to get, uh, 
muddy. So then they'll put you a small pond so it'll have water. And uh, that's just two items. And I've heard of four or five new things like that. Huh. Well, the pine tree planting and stuff like that, CRP stuff yeah. that they do. And, you know, they just pay they pay you $50 a year, an acre, to plant a pine trees. We don't have a market for pine trees anymore in this part of the country. There's not even a market for them. It's, you got to call them in Tennessee. It's Christmas in July, thanks to the United States government, and we appreciate yeah, if, uh, if you're the right guy, them yeah. benefit. Yeah, if you're the right guy, you might have a couple of goats that the government's paying you a lot of money for, or pine trees, or that uh, machine that was down on the Hancock County coast years ago. Oh my gosh, waste, and, waste, and, waste. And, 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 but it's it's so much waste and what's going on. But you know that brings us right back. Uh, John to uh, these storms and uh, I worked at Storm for FEMA for the same company that I did the BP with for over in Marion County, Florida and uh, that uh, was the same situation it was unbelievable how much money they paid for a limb that was blown off of a tree it was like you were beautifying I thought they were trying to make another uh, Disney world up there you know there's you go around and hey, a tree's broken. You got to crude it. They get so much money per per uh, ton, and they break the ton down by just bringing it in at a dump. And a guy's on a he's elevated up. And he looks down in your trailer, and he he, he says, "Oh, you got." He tries to visualize it as a block of uh, block of wood, and however many limbs are stuck over in the hills, well, it's two thirds loaded. You know, it's seventy percent, or it's blah blah blah. And then so they get so much per money per ton. And these people just had farmers and people that live there would buy trailers, those little dump trailers, and pull them behind their, their four-wheel drive pickups. And they were making a killing doing that. I mean, it's it can go on all day. We talk about it all day. Yeah. Well, we're not going to talk about it all day, Jerry, because we've got to go to a break. But we're not done talking with you. When we come back after the break, a guy that you and I, we we actually like normally, but I am normally. mad at the senator from Texas, Ted Cruz. Have you heard about what he did the other day on Twitter? Uh, I got a little inkling, but I'm going to let you fill me in good well, and see, see what you can get by blood pressure. All right. Well, go take your blood pressure medicine. When we come back, we're going to talk about Ted Cruz weighing in on something that he has nothing to to be weighing in about in the state of tennessee he's weighing in on state politics there that's up next here on the y'all show as we wrap up the monday edition welcome to sherwin williams hi there i heard paints are 40 percent off yep and stains too right here Mm -hmm. only at your neighborhood sherwin williams store right now well july 19th through the 22nd right on right Ask Sherwin-Williams, July 19th through 22nd, and save 40% on paints and stains, with sale prices starting at $2,309. Only at your local Sherwin-Williams store. Retail sales only. Sub-exclusions apply. See store for details. sun shone bright and clear that day we all left washington to lick the rebel boys in gray at the battle of bull run they came from pennsylvania and some from maryland 
To see the rebel boys get spanked by honest Abe's broad hand. We said we'll run them We're back for the final segment of this Monday edition of Y'all Talk with a Southern Accent. We're joined by Jerry Short, the teller of tales from Takapola, as we wind things out here on this first day of the work week. Well, this past weekend in the state of Tennessee, it was Nathan Bedford Forest Day. The Confederate general has a proclamation each year. And, of course, General Forrest, born in Middle Tennessee, raised a large number of years in Mississippi before working his way to Memphis in the days before the war between the states. And then he was a heroic Confederate general during the Civil War. But, of course, a lot of controversy attached to Nathan Bedford Forrest before and after and really during the Civil War as well, if you know anything about his story. And I know a lot about the Nathan Bedford Forrest story as I produced from what I know, the only documentary ever done on Nathan Bedford Forrest I produced back in 2002 and 2003. It was in three film festivals, including Memphis and Knoxville. And I had Shelby Foote as part of my documentary, Rebel Forest. Quite proud of that achievement. And as a journalist, I covered both sides of the Nathan Bedford Forrest story. So when I see a tweet this past weekend from Ted Cruz of Texas, bashing the fact that Tennessee just recognized Nathan Bedford Forrest on his birthday. He called him a first Grand Wizard of the KKK, which is not true. There's always been speculation that Nathan Bedford Forrest was the first Grand Wizard. But as my documentary shows, no, he was not. There's no way he could have been. Now, would the Klan have wanted him to be the Grand Wizard? Sure. Remember, this is 1867, 1868, just after the war between the states, and they wanted someone like Forrest to be part of the Klan. He actually got summoned to Washington, D.C. in the days after the Civil War and was going to be essentially, pardon the expression, hung for being an early leader of the Klan, and the congressional hearing did not prove anything. He swore under oath that he was not a member of the Klan. You can bash Nathan Bedford Forrest for a lot of things. I don't want you seeing, uh, I don't want you bashing General Forrest for being the first Grand Wizard of the KKK because it's simply not true. It's not provable, at least. And Jerry, that's why I'm mad at Senator Ted Cruz of Texas weighing in on this thing. Governor Bill Lee of Tennessee just issued a proclamation the other day as he observed Nathan Bedford Forrest Day in the state of Tennessee, which, according to his office, is required by Tennessee law that they not only have a day for Nathan Bedford Forrest, they have one for Robert E. Lee, Confederate Decoration Day. They also have a day for Abraham Lincoln and Veterans Day, among other holidays in the state of Tennessee. So that's the governor's excuse right now for making this proclamation happen. But I didn't like Ted Cruz from Texas getting into tennessee's business here on this deal jerry what are your thoughts well yeah you got my blood pressure really rolling but, uh, <laughs> it's uh you know you know how i feel about that situation also and it's it's absolutely they stick their they stick their nose in places that they have zero business now, he has no business in tennessee really. he's a senator okay he, he, and he's one of the 100 senators and they're supposed to write and make laws and blah, 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 and, and do all that. But I don't, I can't see where they're doing a darn thing. And he almost got beat by nobody in Texas last time. And I'll have to admit that I was a Cruz fan during the early parts of the uh, 16 campaign. Oh, I like Ted Cruz too. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> but the now, uh, you know, if I'm done with him, I'm done with him. And, and by him sticking his nose in that deal, 
which I don't think he has any business doing. And, you know, the same thing is happening. Texas worries me because we've got to have Texas as a country. I'm not talking north and south or war of the or northern aggression. I'm talking that we've got to have their dang electoral college votes. And we can, we're on the verge of losing that. And we all know what a liberal city Austin is. It just doesn't get any more liberal in Austin, Texas. Mm -hmm. And you've got those type people, uh, the Bushes. Now, you've heard me say it, and I know it, you know, I could run it to death. Uh, that's the only thing I agree with Jesse Jackson on is stay out of the Bushes. And by gosh, he was right. Because <laughs> George Bush, he, he took a screwdriver himself and took a Confederate plaque off of a something at the Capitol when he George was George W. Bush when he was governor right. of Texas. Right. And let right. me read let me read the whole tweet from Ted Cruz if your blood pressure isn't about to explode already. Oh, it's, got, it's about to go, yeah. He says, this is wrong, and he actually capitalized W-R-O-N-G. Nathan Bedford Forrest was a Confederate general and a delegate to the 1868 Democratic Convention. He was also a slave trader and the first Grand Wizard of the KKK. Tennessee should not have any official day honoring him change the law now to senator cruz i ask you why did you have to throw in the whole fact that he was a delegate to the 1868 democratic convention that had nothing to do with and nothing to do with that was just republicans trying to throw a so-called democrat of the past into the uh bath water i guess you could say now right. he, he was a slave trader i i will not make any apologies nathan beverly was a very prominent slave trader he made a lot of money in the days before the civil war in memphis that's not often talked so about. Did a lot of bostonians too well i'm sure they did but Forrest yeah. was a slave trader which again was perfect it was a terrible thing to be but it was perfectly legal and guess what they did that under the good old stars and stripes flag of the united states when he was that's a slave right. trader now, right. now, this is my rub with Senator Cruz. He was not the first Grand Wizard of the KKK. And here's why. The, the, the Klan, no doubt, started in Pulaski, Tennessee, and General Forrest was not in Pulaski, Tennessee. And no. again, if you, you don't have to listen to my opinion on this. You go to the official records of Congress where Nathan Bedford Forrest was summoned to Washington, D.C. for two reasons after the Civil War. He was brought there because of the early days of the KKK. Congress was trying to get a grip on it. And, and remember, as Shelby Foote told me, the KKK of the 1860s didn't really care that much about blacks. And the reason? That's right. Because he said they were at the bottom. The KKK was originally started to go after the Yankee soldiers that were still here during the days of reconstruction. It was the reconstruction group. It yeah. was against reconstruction. And, and I'm That's sorry, true. the KKK, and I'm not here to defend it. I'm just trying to tell people the Klan of 1860 wasn't exactly the same Klan that we know today. This terrible bunch of idiots. It was different then, although I can't say what they were doing was nice and pretty. It was a scare group. But as Shelby Foote told me, they weren't necessarily going after blacks because they didn't have to. They were going no, after they, Yankees and turncoats. That's who their target was. But even no matter what they were doing, General Forrest was not uh, at least officially a part of it because Congress said he wasn't. And then the other reason Forrest was brought before Congress back in the 1860s was what happened at Fort Pillow, north of Memphis, where he right. supposedly, during the 1864 battle there in West Tennessee, led a massacre at Fort Pillow. And they had the perfect opportunity to get him on that, 
and guess what they could not determine that that was Didn't a massacre and and he he was not he could have been shot he could have been shot in a military ruling and he was not so some of the most awful things no. said about nathan bedford Forrest, you just can't prove absolutely that he was guilty of was he a slave trader yes okay that's terrible okay was he a great general absolutely he is one of the most amazing stories in all of american history what he did in warfare which warfare is terrible in itself and one reason I'm even talking about this, Jerry, this past weekend, I went to the Shiloh Battlefield. That was one right. of the early battles that Nathan Bedford Forrest fought in in 1862. He was only a colonel, right. a colonel of cavalry there in that battle. And I actually asked a question. I thought Forrest was part of the hornet's nest of the Battle of Shiloh. It turns out he wasn't a part of that. But I asked the National Park Ranger there about where Forrest was when the hornet's nest action was, was going on. He was on the river, wasn't he? He was down, down the river or technically upriver. Yeah. And he said, yeah. And then somebody within our group said, oh, yeah, today's uh, Nathan Bedford Forrest Day in Tennessee. And the, and the marshal said, yeah, uh, I didn't want to mention that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they want to mention. He, yeah, he was over on this side of the river making the Yankees think that we had uh, 100,000 soldiers when we had 10,000. Yeah, well, what he did <laughs> help save the Army because it, had the sure. Yankees pursued them, they probably would have – I mean, the war could have ended in 1862. And that's sure one, could. again, of the many uh, incredible stories of Nathan Bedford Forrest as a tactician. And really, if you look at my video, Rebel Forrest, and I want to be able to make that available to people. Like I said, it's been Very good. a couple Very of, good. Couple of uh, film festivals. If you see that, you'll see what he also did in the years after the war and how he actually started a railroad that went to Forest City, Arkansas. That's why that city's named after him. It's really because of what he did after the war and his, you could call it reconciliation in the city of Memphis yeah. where he helped black people. He went to an early, you could say, a very early stage of the NAACP. He was invited and spoke at that group. And and Nathan Bedford Forrest, I like to tell people, is the epitome of the Civil War. He represents the incredible heroism that happened in the in the war, and the incredible controversy as well, all wrapped up in one figure. Well, John, I mean, I, you know, I'm I don't want to say too many things because you know what happened to our president uh, in Virginia, and he says there were some good people and some bad people. There's good people and bad people in everything we do, obviously. Yeah. But the media takes that and spins that around. I don't mean you're necessarily for what went on then. It's history. Okay, we're not going to be able to change that, so we just soon forget it. But, uh, you know, flopping back to uh, Cruz, I wonder what Cruz would thought if uh, if uh, Davy Crockett and, and, and Bowie and all of them hadn't gone to the Alamo for them to try to take uh, some more land from Mexico. Uh, I wonder. I wonder how you would have felt about that. You Not know, sure. That yeah. same type situation. Not and, sure. Uh, Not sure. But he, yeah, I guess Cruz. His tweet over the weekend kind of got lost with what his commander in chief and our commander in chief had to put out on Twitter over the past weekend. But uh, this yeah. is. I saw a similar thing get shared on social media by a friend of mine on Facebook who actually lives ab- above the Mason Dixon line. I almost chimed in, but you can't fight that battle with people who already hate 
Confederate stuff or, yeah. or, or Nathan Bedford Forrest. And look, there's reasons for people not to be necessarily the biggest Forrest fans. I get it, okay? But what I hate is always seeing in a one-sentence description of Nathan Bedford Forrest the fact that he was, without a doubt, the first Grand Wizard of the KKK. And my whole point today is to tell you no, that's not necessarily true because it was never proven, at least at the time that he was alive. And who did the proving? The United States Congress, which had every reason to find him guilty because they hated him. He was the wizard Absolutely. of the saddle. And, uh, and he was, uh, and so that's why I hate to see that automatically get attached to him every single time. There's plenty of reasons to not necessarily like Forrest. There's also some amazing stories about NB. Well, I, yeah, I, I think General Patton uh, studied some of his tactics. Oh, yeah. Rommel, Patton, and, everybody and all has. Those guys did. So, I mean, so let's let's give him credit for that part of his career. Yeah. That you know he was a tactician that was just beyond words. It's not been no one else in that time that could touch him. I don't think. Right. You know, I don't think Lee could. No, uh, no, 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 no. He I mean, wouldn't have been. You know, if he would have been Lee. He would have had the background and the education that Lee had. That war might have went on a long time. Sure. Not that that, you know, not that that's right, not that that's wrong. I'm not going to say either way. But I do, I do appreciate uh, his ability to be a heck of a general. From my little background in the military, I would have definitely followed him to Hades, <laughs> and, uh, and it wouldn't have been any I don't, turning back. I don't think you'd have been given much of a choice if you were under his command. No, Jerry, I don't think you would. Either. Jerry, I thank you for everything, and again. I appreciate you weighing in on all the matters of yesteryear and today, even some of the stuff that some of us don't want. It would be easy to skip past this headline today, but this happens to be something I know a good bit about. And I just wanted to let people know here on the y'all show that there's another side of the story that the media of today, which knows for the most part, nothing about the Southern angle to the South, to the civil war story. It needs to be at least told that there is another side to a story. Well, you know it, and I've seen, I've, I've looked at your uh, video you did, and your uh, when you, if you, anybody had ever interviewed Shelby Foot, uh, and and I think did you sit down across the table from him twice? Say now, if you don't respect what he knows, as much research as he put into all that stuff, if anybody knows the truth, Shelby Foot knew the truth. Mm-hmm. And Shelby Foot passed it on to you. Well, I hope so. And, and I think I think my on. project was the last thing he appeared on. I, I'm pretty yeah. sure I'm right on that because Shelby Foot was a very private individual, and it took a lot of tw- arm twisting for me. I to- was I was shocked yeah. that you uh, got an interview with him yeah. because I don't even think he met William Fargan but one time. Yeah, and uh, maybe I'm wrong on that. He may not have ever met him, but he didn't deal with people at all. No, he was very and private. It- I, I, I had to pretty much tell him, look, Mr. Foote, I'm doing this documentary on Nathan Bedford Forrest. I'm covering both the good and the bad. And whether you want to be or not, you're the only celebrity out there. And this was in 2002 and 2003. You're the only celebrity of that time period who said good things about Nathan Bedford Forrest. And yes. therefore, he was willing to come on ultimately after, again, a lot of arm twisting. And you can see that video. One of these days, I'll have it available like I've had it in the past. But uh, unfortunately, Jerry, most of my copies I have for sale are VHS copies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no, they 
time moves on. Yeah. But, but it is but, available uh, on some DVDs. I'll make that. If anybody wants to reach out to me and interested in Rebel Force, the DVD, yeah. hit me up here on the Y'all Show, y'all show at y'all.com, and I'll I'll send you an email. We'll come up with some kind of solution. But it, well, it, real, like I said, it was in a couple of different good. film festivals. It's not a complete one-sided view i was very journalistic and as as i am today talking about this subject i just hate to see anybody in our in our history get labeled something that's not totally true and that's the case no, with Nathan I, I, think, Forrest. I think you ballast it because the best i remember there was somebody from arkansas or somewhere that i thought that you uh gave him a little a little too much to say yeah so uh, uh you know he was anti yeah. if i'm right no, you're right. He was anti. No, he was. He, and, he had the you research. Gave him, you gave him every thing that he wanted to say, do, or twist. Mm-hmm. So, congratulations. Well, thank you. You had some good journalism going that day. Thank you, and, and that's what we try to do today, each day and each week here on the Y'all Show. Jerry Short, everybody. Thank you, John. That will wrap up our Y'all Show, and we will be right back here on Tuesday with an all new episode. You don't want to miss it. Thank you for listening to the show that's all about the South. This is y'all. You're catering a wedding, and the bride says, Everyone is raving about the hors d'oeuvres. My aunt was asking if you do corporate events. Now is the time when the right business card is essential, and Vistaprint can help. Head to Vistaprint.com, and you can customize 500 cards starting at just $9.99. You choose the paper, the shape, and the finish. Whatever your style, create a card that gives you the confidence to own the now. So head to Vistaprint.com and get 500 business cards starting at $9.99. Use promo code 2424 at checkout. That's Vistaprint.com, promo code 2424.